Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guest and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 178 of the Girl Means Business podcast. This week, I want to talk about a popular word that gets used quite a bit in the world of entrepreneurship, and that is the word hustle. You see it on motivational quotes, you hear it in speeches, you see it all over social media. It's this idea that in order to really grow your business, you have to be hustling. So my guest today and I want to talk about the idea of healing from the hustle. The idea that you don't have to hustle to create a successful business. That sometimes that getting caught up in the hustle of growing your business can actually lead to more burnout, more stress, more overwhelm, all the things. So today I'm chatting with Jessica Butts. She's a psychotherapist, a three-time author, Myers-Briggs expert, corporate trainer, and keynote speaker. In Jessica's works of the past 20 years with personality type and human behavior, she has found a way for women to balance their ambitious ways that keep them constantly doing with new ways to help them also be. She is practicing what she preaches and recently sold everything she owns and fulfilled a lifelong dream to move to Maui to heal her hustle while also running her successful business. She is now on a mission to help other women learn how to heal their hustle. Guys, this conversation was so amazing. Jessica is incredible. She is really living what she teaches. And I'm so excited for you to listen to our conversation today. And I hope that it helps you to give yourself permission to step back from the hustle, to not only be pushing forward in your business, but also to be able to accept and recognize and enjoy where you're at in your life and your business. A quick visual that always comes to mind is, Someone shared this with me years ago, and it's always kind of in the back of my mind, is that if you have this picture of someone who's trying to push you know, a rock down a road, a big boulder down a path, if all you're doing is pushing, 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 and you're constantly like leaning into this boulder, at some point you're going to slip and you're going to fall flat on your face. But if you're allowing yourself to take a break, to sit back, to relax, to re-energize and build your strength back up and to look around at where you are and enjoy the view from where you are, you're going to have even more energy to keep pushing forward once you've had that break. And so that's sort of the underlying message of Jessica and I's conversation is that sometimes that pushing forward constantly is not what's going to be the best for your business. It's not the best for your mental health, your physical, your emotional health. That sometimes we need to take a break. We need to step back. We need to heal ourselves from the hustle and enjoy the moments that we're in. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation today with Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and welcome. How are you? Oh, good, Kendra. I'm so excited. So excited to have this conversation with you and for your listeners. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, we were chatting obviously before hitting record. We've got some exciting things to talk about. But before we get into all of that, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about 
who you are and what you do. Yes, I am. Uh, it's always funny. I never know like how to start with what I am because I feel like I have two like first loves. Uh, one, I'm a Myers-Briggs expert. I'm a total nerd about it. I've written two books about it. Um, and then my other like foundational piece of what I do and who I am is I'm a psychotherapist. I see private clients. I love it. Uh, I've been doing it. I graduated graduate school 10 years ago. So I've been doing it about 10 years. Um, I used to do business coaching and I am now healing my hustle and I've kind of gotten out of that world. And so I am uh, primarily seeing private clients, doing a podcast, author of two and a half books, as we talked about prior to this. So that's me. And now living on Maui and attempting to heal my hustle. (laughs) I love that. Okay. I love that phrase healing the hustle. Now I do have a kind of a quick question because I know your podcast is not called healing the hustle. So was the podcast, (laughs) did the podcast come first or did the heal Like what, what chicken or egg, what came first? Yes. So, uh, my first business, I guess, you know, it's always hard to say. So I'm a serial entrepreneur, just like you were talking about with your friends that moved to Maui, also a serial entrepreneur, um, definitely in your type and my personality type. Um, I started a business called front seat life. And so that is the original, uh, business. It's the, my trademark, it's everything. And then I got hacked and deleted on, um, Instagram in an instant. And oh, it was no. 12,000 followers gone, everything gone. And the right when I was about to move to Maui as well. And I just, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a huge pity party. I mean, I just screamed and yelled and cried and tried to fix it. And then finally was like, maybe this is the universe's sign. Um, and so I stopped a lot of things. I was again, healing my hustle. I just stopped cold Turkey. I just was living off of savings for a bit Um, and now I am kind of doing both. I'm straddling, uh, the front seat life, which is, I do a ton of corporate speaking, a ton of, uh, public speaking around personality type. And then the healing, the hustle is the attempted third book. (laughs) It's about 70% done. And the last 30 is like losing the last five pounds. It is just excruciating. Um, and so I am doing a healing, the hustle series, but yes, my podcast is called front seat life. So I love both. I'm, I'm like a sucker for like a really good name for a podcast or a business. And so both of those, I was like, oh, those are really good names. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They come to me, but I get quiet. Yeah. Oh, see, that's, that's a key. And that's part of that. I'm sure the healing, the hustle piece is like you, you have to be still sometimes you have to be quiet sometimes to let all that come in. And I want to get into all that, but I want to talk really quickly because I went to your website. I was digging around your website for a while. I came across your quiz, the personality quiz, and I'm a sucker for a quiz. I'm a sucker for personality (laughs) types. I like, I am probably like the target audience for what you were going for there. (laughs) So I took, Yeah, exactly. And I know I recognize it's funny how you can recognize now when you are like somebody's target audience when you've learned about all that. So I took your quiz and it was really interesting to me because I got my results. Um, It said that I was an NF, sorry, ENFP, too many letters for me, the inspirer. So what was interesting because reading through it, I was like, yeah, this all like check, check, check. It all fits the boxes perfectly. Um, and I did love how you, like, I think that I have to go back and look at it really quickly. It said something you have like, um, 
the driver, the the drunk uncle in the back seat, things that you suck at yes. and should not be doing. Like those things, yes. I was like dying. I was like, this is perfect. But what was interesting, and I was telling you this earlier, was that several years ago when I was teaching, and I say several very loosely, this was, we're talking like 20 years ago, maybe not 20, 15 years ago, I was teaching and I remember we had a staff development day and they asked us all to take the Myers-Briggs and figure out what our style was. I don't exactly remember what it was. I just remember like the description. And at the time, mm-hmm. it was like the exact opposite of mm. what my results were now. It was more like, you're more logical. You like routines. You like things to have a plan and an order to them. And you are someone who's a little more introverted. You kind of take things in before you like start getting involved in things. And reading through my results to your quiz now and knowing my like my Enneagram type is type seven, like very much a go with the flow, laid back, like it's fascinating to me how different and granted, yeah. I look at my life and my life is very different now than it was then. Yeah. So I would yeah. love to know your thoughts on what that means and why it yeah. might be so different. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, this is such a fun uh, topic, and I think this is going to be helpful for you and the listeners. And so this is my proprietary system based off of Myers-Briggs. So I built this front seat, back seat methodology based on that. And the reason I did it is because so many people don't understand what the letters mean, what they are, why they change. Everyone says, oh, I'm both introvert, extrovert. There's a reason for all of it. But to answer your question is, When you told me this prior, before we hit record, I thought, well, I'm guessing it's because, and this is true for everybody. I mean, I've been doing this for 11 years and I've seen, you know, 80% of the people are in the situation you are in, which is you are, were likely in the wrong job for your personality type. You were likely uh, in your backseat is what I call it which is um, you are things that you stuck out all day. They cause you to be stressed out. They put you into this baby in the back seat. Baby in the back seat is where we go when we're stressed. And so 
if we are doing stuff that we suck at all day, so God, the universe, whatever you believe in, we all were born with our personality type. All your mom listeners, your babies came out of you with their personality type, period, end of story. You can try until they're 40 years old to make them who you want them to be. They already have their innate goodness. They already are good at things. So when we're talking about building a business and we're in this <clears throat> comparison of, oh, I wonder how Kendra's doing it or I wonder how Jessica do it, is doing it or Marie Forleo. It's so futile because unless they're the same personality type that you are, it doesn't matter. So back when you were teaching or wherever you were in your life, you were likely being forced to be something that you were not. And you are, I wish people could see you right now, like you're <laughs> smiling and nodding and this is yeah. why I do this work because yeah. it's so validating. And so when, what you're doing now is likely, I actually have chills for you. Like now doing what you do now is how God designed you. It's in flow. It's easy. You're happy. You get to show up and be your beautiful, inspiring ENFP self. But again, at least 80% of the people that I either speak to or do corporate trainings for or work with one-on-one, about 80% of them are in their backseat. They're trying to be well-rounded. They're trying to do stuff they suck at. They're trying to be good at everything. They're trying to be well-rounded. Like I'm over being well-rounded. Just do what you're good at and hire people to help you do the other stuff. So I, I'm curious how that lands on you and if that resonates. I mean, it, it's exactly, I mean, like I was kind of tearing up because I was like, I need to, I need to keep this clip and put it on repeat in my life because oh. yeah, when I was in my teaching career and not that I didn't en- enjoy aspects of that job, but it felt very much like I was inside the box that people had put me in my whole life of like, oh you enjoy this. Let's like make you like, this is what I was expected to become. It was kind of what was like, Oh, a lot of your family does this. Like you're good at it. Like this is what you should be doing. But I always felt that feeling of like, there's something else here. I'm not tapping into. And obviously that fortunately for me, I followed that voice inside of me and I'm doing what I feel like I'm aligned to do now. And I've had stepping stones along the way that have led me here, but yeah, I mean, like I, I think it's so powerful to hear somebody else say to you, you're finally living the life or you're stepping into what you are and what your power is and what you are genuinely put here on this planet to do, because it's easy to get caught up in our heads and be like, well, no, I don't know. Or all the things. So, and yeah, and I think that goes really well into kind of the question of, you know, if someone's listening to this, they're thinking like, well, I, I feel that I feel like I'm in that place of I'm living in my backseat. I'm living my backseat life and I'm allowing somebody else to kind of dictate and control, but they feel stuck there. Like, how do they get into the driver's seat? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So as a therapist, of course, one of my first things is awareness. We just, we, we can't do anything. We can't have any change until we have awareness. And this might be the awareness. I mean, I do a lot of these and I know what people are feeling like I'm getting choked up for your listeners right now. Cause I imagine 
There are some of them that are driving, that are crying, they're at the gym, they're crying, they're taking a walk, they're listening because they have a similar feeling. So the first thing is awareness. So if you are crying right now, listening to this, this is likely true for you too, just as you started to get choked up because it's so validating. And so the way that the first thing we do is we we feel it. You feel, so your back seat feels like pushing a boulder up a hill. So anything in your life is pushing a boulder up a hill. And if you push a boulder up a hill all day long, you're exhausted, right? I mean, you're just exhausted. And so the front seat, though, your life now feels like flow. It's easy. If you're like at the beach, pushing a beach ball down the beach. Like it is, it's just simple. And so though that is step one, is feeling the things in our life that that feel like pushing a boulder up a hill versus what feels like flow. And there's a million, not a million, there's a few tools for this. One is what you did, go take the quiz on my website, jessicabutts.com, B-U-T-T-S. The other is uh, Gay Hendrick's prolific work, um, The Big Leap, where he talks about zone of genius. Um, it's very similar methodology and the, you know, the two quadrants on the bottom, the zone of incompetence and the zone of competence are basically your, you know, different forms of your back seat. Like stop doing this stuff. Why, why do you want your kids to be doing stuff that they suck at? Why are you do? by the way, that's the name of my second book. So that's why I say, <laughs> don't do stuff you suck at all the time. Um, <laughs> which is on Amazon if anybody wants it. It's not, it's not about, again, trying to be well-rounded. It's getting to your zone of excellence and your zone of genius and then playing in that sandbox all day long, every day. Um, and so how do you do that? You figure it out. You take a quiz. You start living in your personality type. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. My podcast that comes out on Thursday, I, I'm naming it, I made a mistake. I got here to Maui. I moved. I literally sold every single thing I own or gave it away. I don't own anything. I, I don't own a can opener. I don't own a trash can. It's the weirdest feeling in the entire world to not own anything. At, at my age, I'm going to be 49 next week. And I was walking on the beach the other day and I moved here again to like really overcompensate of stopping the hustle of being in my J personality type of go, 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 go. I got to do this and this and this and this. And I thought, okay, where do I know that can heal this for me? And it was Maui. And the other day I was on the beach and I had a really big epiphany that this might make me cry is that I kind of forgot my front seat, which is also mm -hmm. your front seat. And it's probably a lot of your friends or listeners front seats. And that is that I am an extroverted feeler and I now live across an ocean by myself. I left everybody I know. And so I build relationships. I have friends. I'm a great partner. I'm super connected to my community. That is one of my two greatest strengths as it is yours, although we're opposite. So mine is extroverted feeling. Uh, and again, all of this is on the quiz. And then my second is into our uh, introverted intuition, which are all my ideas about mm -hmm. a podcast or finishing my third book, healing the hustle, or, you know, doing something different. I am not somebody, you are not somebody, most of your listeners are not people that live 
in the present moment. We are not okay with status quo. We are not okay with fine. We are not okay with security. We want a challenge. We always want to grow. We're into personal development. How can we change our lives? How can we be better mothers? How can we be better women? And so I realized, and this is answer, hopefully answering this question, is how do you do this? You go on a lifelong journey. It is never over. We are never, I mean, I do this for a living, for God's sake. I've written two books on it for crying out loud. And again, <laughs> I was like, wow, I even screwed this up. I even screwed this up that I forgot. I forgot like who I am, how God designed me. And so it's now being here of like, okay, I'm still chilling. I'm trying to heal the hustle. I'm trying to be a little bit more, but also still being this connected person with this person with a point of view, uh, planning for the future, thinking about what's next. What can I do in two years? Like this is who we are. And so this is my life's work right now is learning how to take personality type. So I've always worked with intuitive types. And now I'm working with this very, you know, hustly business woman and trying to teach us how to balance these two things. And I'll be honest, I came here, you kind of asked when my book is supposed to be finished. And I said, I don't know, because I moved here and I realized I was having a Carrie Bradshaw moment that I am in middle of the story. Mm-hmm. I can't finish this because I'm literally playing it out right now. So instead of writing a book, which is final and it has to go to the printer at some point, I decided to bring my podcast back and it's so vulnerable. It is so real. And I am just sharing, you know, a therapist perspective on kind of just uh, being a hot ass mess, trying to figure this out. So. <laughs> That's how, that's how. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all that. I think it's so, I don't even know the word, like beneficial, refreshing. Like so many times we hear people, they're like, oh, I've got it figured out. Or they want you to feel like they have it figured out and they are at the finish line, that they are at the point where, you know, they they have it. And to hear you be like, no, I'm still... like, yeah, I'm still in the middle of it. Like I'm still in the mess. I'm still in the chaos. Like, I think that's so nice to hear because that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I don't know all of this. That's why I bring all of you onto my podcast because I don't have all the answers, but together we can put all the puzzle pieces in and we can make something beautiful. And so I appreciate you being open enough to say like, yeah, I'm still, and I still stumble and I still forget my place. And I still, all these things, I think that's so wonderful. Um, so thank you for that. And I think it's also nice for people to hear. It's important for people to hear that you, there is really no finish line. I mean, it's a journey and you're on this. Yeah. And you're on this journey with yourself. It's like, you are like, I mean, I have an incredible spouse. He's amazing. He's super supportive. I have great family. I have great friends, but they're on their own journey to figure out who they are. I'm on my journey to figure out who I am. And one of the things that I have really been trying to remind myself of on a regular basis is that I don't need to apologize for who I am. Like you made the comment about 
you know, we're not the type of people who are comfortable with fine. Like, I don't want to just be fine. I don't want to just be enough. I don't want to just be like settled. I'm always looking for the next thing. And it drives my husband crazy because he's very much a contented person. He's like, things are, I mean, yeah, he's like, life's good. Like we've got our kids, we've got our health, we've got our family, we've got a nice house to live in. We've got like, we're, we're doing good. Like, why can't you, and he'll say this, he's like, why can't you just be happy with where you are? And I'm like, because that's not how my brain works. Like, that's not who I am. And so asking me to be just like sit, like even just physically sitting in like my kids are with my grandparents with my mom right now, we sat down to watch a movie last night and I'm like wanting to do all these, like I'm, and he's like, just sit and watch the movie. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know that I know how to do that. Like, and, and that's just who yeah. I am, you know, so, and that's okay. And, Kendra, and this is the really important point. I love that you're saying all of this. And this is all personality type. This is all type. So this is the second and last letter we're talking about. And so your husband is likely an S. They're censors. 75% of the population are S's. And they are fine with the status mm-hmm. quo. I mean, it. I wish... I. I've called being an intuitive type a blessing and curse my whole career because it makes this really awesome, but it also makes us sometimes not be able to sit down and watch a movie. And so that though is the balance. That's the balance of trying to play with this, trying to be content with what we do have. And then also compartmentalizing. Men are also better at compartmentalizing yeah, than women are. They are. Men can compartmentalize. And so this is the practice of how do we ambitious type A go-getter women like stay in the practice of being ambitious, being a go-getter, but then also like somewhat being in our feminine energy and being in our go with the flow energy and being able to connect with not only our partners, but our friends and our kids and be able to compartmentalize in that way. And so understanding personality type to me has been the catalyst for all of that. Um, I have a, I created a journal a number of, number of years ago, and it's called being apologetically who you are, because it's all of these tools to help us understand exactly what you just said, that this is who I am. And I'm going to be unapologetic about that. And if we can then figure out how to be in a relationship together, then fantastic. Um, But absolutely everything you just said and, and your listeners and listening to some of your podcasts before we did this, this is the balance, right? How do you be the best mom in the world? How do you be an amazing partner to somebody? How are you a great daughter and a great mother and a great business owner while also being able to sit on the couch at the end of the day and just be like, I deserve to take a load off or I deserve to take Fridays off and not think about other things. I mean, one of my things here is I go to the beach, I get there at like 730 in the morning, I put my umbrella up, and I am reading novels. Mm -hmm. And I sit all day, and I read a book. And it's, it's like, I force myself to do it. And it is the most glorious uh, compartmentalization. Again, on days like this, I mean, I live in Maui. It's weird. It's eight o'clock in the morning here, but I am, this is what I'm doing today. I am working. And then I've got six clients, but then there are also days where I'm practicing this being present in the moment. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to take until I die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <laughs> was, what I, was gonna, I mean, 
that was kind of my question was like, so when you do those days where you go and you sit at the beach and you just read all day, how are, how have you been able to shut it off? Because that's my biggest struggle is like, I use the example of going to bed at night. Like my husband, I go to bed at night, he lays down, he shuts off the switch and he goes to sleep. Whereas I lay there for an hour and a half with all of the thoughts just like spinning around in my head. So when Mm -hmm. I try to do like the, my version of go sit at the beach and read a book, I find that it's hard for me to turn everything else off. So how do you, or how are you learning to turn it off so that you can enjoy that time? Yeah, great question. Um, And this kind of goes back to the premise of the book. So let me just start with this bucket analogy that I learned in hypnotherapy school when I graduated from grad school. I went to hypno school for a bit, but I'm a terrible hypnotherapist. I don't do it anymore. I leave (laughs) it to people who are much better at it. But the analogy is that we are all buckets and every single one of us has a hole in the bottom of our bucket based on trauma, family of origin, divorces, abuse, COVID, businesses falling apart, whatever. And so they're big T traumas and little T traumas. And some people have just a pinprick in the bottom of their bucket. And some people don't have a bottom in their bucket. It just flows out. And so what we do as humans is we, especially right now, like especially right now with TikTok and social media and all of the outside influences, we are programmed to go outside of ourselves to fill our bucket. So imagine us going and getting, you know, drugs or alcohol or shopping or busyness or sex addiction or, uh, I mean, the plethora, right? There's so many likes, followers, like TikTok people that are obsessed with followers. I don't understand. I don't understand what, why are you collecting this? We are obsessed with the dopamine hit of shopping, the dopamine hit of uh, dating. We are obsessed with the dopamine hit. And so we go outside of ourselves, we go to fill our bucket. Well, depending on how big the hole is in the bottom of our bucket, it's never going to do the job. It's never going to fill it because we have not tended to ourselves. We have not gone within ourselves and figured ourselves out. We have not gone to therapy. We have not read the books. We have not done all of those things. So how do I do it? One is I always have that in my mind. That thing outside of me is not going to fill me up today. It's not going to fill me up today. So I turn my phone off. I turn it off. I turn it on every couple of hours to see if there's an emergency, my you know aging parents, whatever. I turn all my notifications are off other than text to Marco Polo. I, have, I, I mean, if you still have your notifications on your phone, you are a crazy person. Turn that shit off. Turn that yeah. shit off because it is a dopamine hit. So I am very consciously aware, Kendra, like in the moment, I am aware that when I reach for my phone, that is something outside of myself. I journal a ton. um, I read a ton. I listen to music. I walk. I let it out. There's also something to be said for no input days, obviously, other than reading. But I just have output days where I don't do anything except output. So art is output, walking is output, cooking is output, journaling is output, no input. We are obsessed 
within but I mean it's always hard to say this on a podcast so it's hard to say that bit but there's also like you just got to stop listening sometimes you have to tap into your own intuition the greatest guide you will ever have in your life is your own intuition but I would say 90% of people have absolutely no idea how to tap into it because they won't shut up they're just constantly filling themselves with TikToks or Instagrams or busyness or emails or whatever. And so turn it off. You will freak out at first. I'm doing a retreat here in Maui in October and my participants are already nervous because we're going to have a half day of output only. And I brought, they are not allowed to have their phones. I mean, unless they really want to, and it's an output only, you're not talking to anybody. I'm going to ask them to not speak to people like eat a meal by yourself. See what it feels like to spend four hours. I mean, I do it for four days at a time. Um, but that's how we just, we've got to pay attention and stop talking and turn things off. If for the business people in this group, I guaranteed guaranteed if you took two days by yourself went away without your kids um listened turned everything off you would get the most amazing ideas we talked about this earlier both of my business names front seat life and healing the hustle came on a social media hiatus I took a week off of social um I just shut everything else out. I was caretaking um, my sister's dog at the time. So I just sat in her quiet house and just download the entire book outline, just completely downloaded. Um, And it's because I got quiet. So I I mean, there's a little tip for your listeners that if you want. No, I think that's so smart. Like we, we very rarely have quiet. Ever. And even when we think we have quiet, it's not really quiet because we are, we're on our phones or we're have the TV on the background or whatever. We're listening to a podcast, which please listen to podcasts, but still like take a break when you need to. Um, but I, it's interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I was listening to a podcast episode and, um, it was, I, I love the Dak Shepard podcast. Aren't you oh. expert? It's okay. one of my favorites. And sometimes I like it because I would listen to episodes of people I wouldn't normally listen to. And he was interviewing Machine Gun Kelly, who's married to um, Megan Fox. And he was talking about how when they were first dating or whatever, he thought that she had broken up with him because she went to Europe for like two weeks and she didn't take her phone with with her. And that's how she lives her life. Like she will just... Like go on, like go on a trip and not have her phone with her. And, um, I was like listening to him talk about like how she has such a good relationship with social media and technology and how she thinks that like, we're too attached to this constant input basically. And I was like, wow, like, it's so true. Like we really are. And like, well, I mean, I, I don't know that I could go to like overseas without my phone, but just the idea of like even little things like leaving your phone in another room or leave your phone at home while you go do something during the day, while you go take your kids to the park or, you know, whatever, like little things like that, baby steps, I think are what you can do to get to the bigger piece of it, because it's so true. Those notifications, all of that dopamine, like 
that I say that we have so much we're putting into ourselves every day. And we are, we're not, we're not creating enough. We're consuming so much more than we're creating. And it's, it's hurting us, I think. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. And let me, I I have to say this. I'm also, thank God I'm, you know, I'm four, I'm almost 49. And so I'm also at the age where I'm making a decision to not film five seconds of my life all day long. We are obsessed with why we are obsessed with it. And so it's not only in, it's not only um, consuming, but it's also, I have to share my life to be a relevant person. That is fucked up. That is fucked up. And I, if you, and I'm guessing some of your listeners had like a visceral reaction to the thought of leaving their phone at home, even if they went to the playground, 90 minutes, be present with your children, or do we, and again, I don't want to be judgmental because I'm in the middle of this too, but tracking how uncomfortable that makes you tracking wow, I am really uncomfortable. Or how many times you reach for your phone while you're at the playground or wherever Mm -hmm. you are. So that week that I took that break and came up with healing the hustle, um, I told myself, I'm just going to do this. I woke up on a Monday morning, was like, I'm just going to take a week off. But every time I reached for my phone to scroll something, I had to meditate instead. Oh, I meditated nine times in 90 minutes because that's how often I I reached for my phone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever, ask yourself 
if you want to film five seconds of your life everywhere you go, like I live in Maui. And so there's tourists everywhere. And I watch couples that are, it makes me crazy, Kendra. I watch couples that spend, you know, it's very expensive here. They spend 10, $15,000 to come on vacation here. When they're at home, they're watching Insta stories or TikToks about being on Maui. And then when they get to Maui, all they're doing is filming and they're on their phones and they're not even talking to each other. They're not present. They're, they're just looking at their phones, doing whatever they're doing. It is an epidemic. It's an epidemic. And I will also say that we have been programmed to believe that doing more in our business means we're going to be more successful. And that's bullshit. It's bullshit. We've got to learn how to start working smarter, not harder. You do not have to post every day. You do not have to be doing all of that BS. You just don't have to do it. Once I've stopped and I just share what feels super, super relevant, my I'm, I'm so busy and so full and I have wonderful amazing clients, but I also had to redefine what success looked like for me. Redefining success when my 12,000 followers got deleted in a second and I had to start all over. Redefining how many likes I get and how many followers I have and defining success by the difference that I'm making in my clients' lives. Um, you know, being able to live here, to be able to work three times a week, to be able to, you know, have enough money to whatever, right? So it's also a redefinition of success, but we look at some of these, you know, Rachel Rogers and whatever, and you have to have a team and you've got to make a million dollars. Do you? Do you? I mean, I respect the shit out of her, but I also think it's very destructive that as entrepreneurs were told, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this in order to be successful. It's just not true. Yeah. No, I, I got fired up. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And I will say like, I, I feel a little bit, um, I guess like called out in a way because I've fallen victim to that. I mean, I feel like I have this kind of inner struggle of I want women to understand that you don't have to be living your life on social media. You don't have to be on Instagram every day. And yet I find myself feeling the need to be creating content for Instagram every day. I do. I mean, I, I enjoy part of it. Like I enjoy creating the reels. I enjoy putting out content, but at the same time, like I also will take a week off. We went to the beach with my husband's family for a week and I, was just like, I posted a story here and there of of the kids on the beach and me walking on the beach. But other than that, I didn't really, I didn't let it seep into my time. But I, when I say these things and when I push this information of like what you're saying of like, we need to be less about the numbers and less about that dopamine hit from social media, I'm saying it to myself as well. And so that's one thing I really try to help my audience understand. And those of you listening understand is like, Yes, I realize that you need to be doing this, but I also need to take this to heart too. So again, I, this is an episode I'm probably going to go back and listen to myself multiple times because the things that you're saying are the things that I need to hear just as much as my audience needs to hear it. So thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it. So I want to kind of wrap up with going back to the idea of healing the hustle, which you've kind of touched on in like bits and pieces here, but can you explain like, what does that mean to you? Like, what does it mean to heal the hustle and why do we need to be focusing on that? 
Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, so the last letter of our personality type is the J and the P. And what's interesting though, is that you're a P and you're completely admitting that you still do this. And so part of it is nature. Part of it is nurture. Part of it is our personality type, but we got to be really, really honest of we live in a world that got us here. We live in a patriarchy. We just do. That's just a fact. Anybody who says we don't, is, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, we live in a world of social media. We live in a world where people of color and women and minorities, we have to work really, really, really hard. We've got to work really hard. So there's a lot of different factors. There's our innate personality type. There's the culture that we live in that is telling us, girl, you need to be the thinnest ever. You need to have great babies. You need to have perfect skin. You need to be the best mom. You need to be, you know, having sex with your husband three times a week. You need to be running this successful business. It's never ending and it's everywhere. And algorithms are telling this, the whole world is telling us these things constantly. Um, there's so many times a day that I think, would a man feel this way? Probably not. No. And so I am constantly aware that we got here because of the culture that we live in. And that is not stopping. It's only going to get worse. All of your guys' babies, it's going to be worse for them. So we have to be a witness to them about how to balance this. And that is the ultimate thing is the nature, nurture, um, uh, and then the, how we got here, just the culture that we live in. And so how, for me, for me, and again, this is why the book is not finished. And I'm talking with people, not at people right now yeah. is that I'm struggling with this too. I am innately a hustler. I'm almost 49. I've also been doing, I've been hustling for a lot, a lot, a lot of years, especially since my divorce, when no one's paying my bills anymore, but me, I have been hustling. So I am on an experiment. I'll be honest, this feels like an experiment. I don't know if I'm going to stay here forever, but I have moved across an ocean by myself to practice everything that I'm preaching right now of this, what I consider an infinity symbol. So if everybody can mm. think about an infinity symbol, it is not a line. It is not a pendulum swinging from one to the other, but we're constantly on a flow. Like if a, a ball is just going all the time, we land in the middle more. So Kendra, there's times when you're going to have to be more type A, go-getter, ambitious, bossy, controlling, like that's what we got to do. But the pen, not the pendulum, the mm. infinity swing is then we're going to roll over to this other side of being. So there's doing and there's being. J personality types are doers. P's, interestingly enough, are beers. But this is going to show that it's not just personality type. There's other things involved. And so for me and for anybody who wants to go on this journey with me, it's this infinity symbol of practicing. I'm going to go to the beach all day today, turn my phone off, and just be present with the beauty, be present with my body. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? I'm enjoying this book. And then I will, I will infinity symbol back to the other side. And it is a conscious decision. I actually want to be really clear about this. I don't believe that women like us are going to just naturally just become these beers. It's not going to happen. We have to be consciously aware of doing that. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that visual. I'm a visual person too. So the visual of that like infinity symbol. And it's also, it just, it makes me feel a little more relaxed about it all. Like it has a little bit more, like you said, that flow of like, yeah, it's not just the back and forth. It's not linear. It's, it's ever moving and ever like, you know, kind of flowing from one side to the other and sometimes settling in one place for a little bit longer than others. But yeah, no, I, it's, it's really, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I love that. You're welcome. This has yeah. been so, so, so fun. So oh, this fun. has been so good. I sometimes, you know, I have these conversations where I feel like it is, you know, like, okay, let's share like tip one, tip two, tip three. And then sometimes I have someone like you where I'm just like, no, I just, sometimes we just need to have a conversation that is about how to be a better version of yourself, how to take care of ourselves, how to inspire each other. And that's what I feel like this conversation has done. And I really, really appreciate that. And I'm so grateful that you and I have connected and I cannot wait for my audience to connect with you too. So tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get in touch with you and learn more about what you do. Yeah. So I am at jessicabutts.com, B-U-T-T-S. Yes. That's my, I've actually married that name and kept it and I'm not even with them anymore, but jessicabutts.com. The quiz is on there. It's always a great way to stay connected. Um, I actually just recently changed my Instagram handle too. So when I got hacked and deleted, I changed it to healing the hustle, but then I'm also doing all these corporate speaking gigs on the front seat life stuff. And I think they're like, what? So I went back to Jessica Butts MA, so which is a master's in art. So Jessica Butts MA over on Instagram. And those are kind of my two favorite playgrounds. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. I really appreciate everyone. I'll have all of your information down in the show notes. They can go check it out. Um, I know you said you have two books you've already published. Good luck with the third one. I can't wait for it to come out and we will chat again soon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, hon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week. Same time, same place.